You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I've got really funny Instagram stories, usually of my neighbors, my Ubers, and me dancing in the shower. Um, we've also got some really great content over at No Filter with Zach, which is our show account. We've got some funny memes. We've got clips. We've got lots of cameos. It's always a good time, so go and check that out. All right, before we get this episode started, I just have to, I have a message for you guys that I just, I need to share. You better holler at me. Hey, Mama. How you been, Mama? How you doing, Mama? You better holler at me. Holler. Where you been, Mama? Holler, Mama. Hey, Mama. Holler. Holler at me, Mama. Holler. Holler. Ooh, holla, holla mama. That was Heather, Heather Holla Thompson from Real Housewives of New York. And that is now in celebration of 200 episodes of Real Housewives of New York, which I went on Wikipedia last night and I was kind of like, have we really hit 200 episodes? Because I saw that like we technically have like 230 something episodes. I'm like, hmm, but apparently they don't count reunions. They don't count like the never before seen specials or any of that stuff. So we technically have 200 like episode episodes of Real Housewives of New York. And like, congrats, girls. You do you. It's a, it's one of the best franchises. I think definitely like in the top, like, I don't know. I guess I would say of all of them, it might be at number one. Jersey's great. Beverly Hills is just a personal favorite of mine. I feel like everybody like doesn't like Beverly Hills right now, but it's a personal favorite of mine. But anyway, hey, mama. Congrats, New York, on your 200th episode. They had a fun little Watch What Happens Live special last night with Luann and the Pirate, and it was a good time. A good, good time. Um, real quickly, my book, A Shot of Hope, which I wrote back when I was like 20, 21, um, is currently available for free on Amazon Kindle. So if you want to buy it, it's a book about my family's journey with autism. My brother who has autism, I've been very open about it. But if you guys are kind of bored in quarantine and you're too cheap to buy yourself a book, you can go to Amazon Kindle and you can get my book, A Shot of Hope. This was from 2014. So I was 21 at the time that this came out and like going back and reading some of it like makes me cringe because it's like reading your old diary. But um, thank you, Simon and Schuster, for making it available for free for everybody right now during this quarantine. I don't make any money off of it, but I'm just saying if you want something that will give you a little pick me up, if you want something that'll make you laugh, it'll do both. It'll make you it'll give you all the feels. It'll make you feel good. And it'll, you know, give you a little chuckle at the same time. So you can go and download a shot of hope, real wisdom from a real sibling warrior providing real hope for autism by Zach Peter. That's me. A shot of hope by Zach Peter on Amazon Kindle. Also, my full interview with Lacey Skulls. Um, Lacey Skulls from Rock of Love and Charm School and I Love Money 3, even though we are never going to see that season. But anyway, that interview, I re- I released clips of these interviews on my YouTube channel, but a lot of people have been asking for the full video. So that came out today. You can watch the entire full interview with Lacey Skulls on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Just Plain Zach. Just Plain Zach all around, the, all around the world, all around the internet. So you can go and check out my interview with Lacey Skulls. The full interview is up now. We also talk about um, her feud with Dallas. We talk about Rock of Love Buzz because I thought it was a little... We talk about Daisy De La Hoya from Daisy of Love and her relationship with her. We talk about uh, the what was... Um, what was filmed during the season of I Love Money 3 before it was pulled from the airwaves. We talk about her relationship with Brett, lots of good stuff. And of course, the Heather Chadwell beef, but I feel like we've covered that so much, but it's a good episode. 
Also, today is Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. My drink of the week this week. We haven't had one of those in a really long time, but I want to give a shout out to Drink Simple, which is a uh, maple water that I really love and it keeps me hydrated, especially during the summer. And so with them, I crafted a new drink of the week for this weekend, and it is the Spiked Raspberry Sage Lemonade, and it's really delicious. If you like something that's a little tart and a little sweet that's going to get you lit this weekend, definitely check out my Spiked Raspberry Sage Lemonade. The recipe is at JustPlainZach.com, or you can watch me make it on my IGTV. Thank you, Drink Simple. You guys are delicious. You keep me hydrated. They're packed with minerals, electrolytes, all that good stuff to prevent, to help prevent a hangover and to keep you hydrated because nobody wants to be left thirsty this weekend. So definitely check out Drink Simple. Okay, so my thoughts coming off of the, uh, just real quickly off of Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week. First of all, Denise is definitely lying. I just want to say that. She is definitely lying. I get it. A lot of people are like, well, who cares if she's lived with Brandy? First of all, I fucking care because otherwise the season would be real boring. And second of all, the way she came out with like these, which I predicted in my breakdown last Friday, um, the way she came out with these like really outlandish sort of um, claims that Brandy has slept with, has claimed to have slept with somebody else on the cast, which if you really kind of do the math, you're like, well, that can only be like Kyle or Rinna or possibly Erica Jane or Sutton because those are the only four that she really knows. She doesn't know Teddy that well. And I don't think she's really into sleeping with a pregnant woman. And let's see, Kyle and Lisa would be the only like best bets. And I feel like they've both hated Brandy so much in the past that it's highly unlikely that they would get into bed with her. And then Erica, I know she's met briefly in the past, but I don't think Erica would be, I mean, Erica might be the most that made, but Erica said she's never hooked up with a woman. And I feel like Erica would be honest about it. I feel like Denise again has the most to lose. And that's why she's throwing out these baseless claims and like girl bye. And then when it comes to real housewives of New York, but I, I will say that I think it does feel like a bit of a gang up. It did feel like she was caught off guard and there was a bit of an ambush, but I just, I don't know. I kind of just feel like Denise, I feel like she can't really own it. I feel like if she were to come out at this point and be like, look, yes, it did happen. I was caught off guard. And like, look, I didn't want to talk about this. I wanted to protect my kids. I wanted to protect my marriage. But now that it's out there, it's out there. And I kind of, you know, we can't really put put it back in the bottle. It's already It's already been brought up on camera. But I think the way she approached it just made her look worse. And she continues to like bury herself in the grave. Now, if we move over to New York, I think Ramona is definitely like the biggest villain this season. She's like really being mean to Leah. She's being super judgy of the other women. She tries to act like she's never had any, you know, drunken or embarrassing moments on Housewives. And I'm just like, girl, calm down. I will say as the 200th episode, I was a little disappointed. It was a little lackluster for me. It was a good episode, but I have to feel like this. I feel like this entire season of Real Housewives of New York is is good. I would give it maybe like a solid B, maybe like a 7 out of 10. You know, it just doesn't feel as strong as we've had in the past. And there just doesn't seem to be any real structure. There's no overarching storyline. Like, it just kind of is just like, you know, these random episodes with random outings with the girls getting together because they kind of have to be together. But I just, I don't think anybody has a strong enough storyline this season. And I feel, other than Sonia going on her weight loss journey slash diuretic journey, which is just a weird fucking vibe. But you do you, boo. You do you. So we have a lot to break down. Real Housewives of New York. The reunion was taped. Danica Dow from Vanderpump Rules is in some like really hot, um, 
really hot water with her ex-boyfriend, Brett Willis, who also works at Sir. LVP is being sued for unsued wages. Rinna and Garcelle are doing a little clap back, clap back. Tamara Judge feels betrayed by Shin and Badur. And um, I have a theory on this Kim and Kanye stuff, or at least a theory on the photos that came out recently. But really quickly, this Monday, I have Jess Rothschild from Hot Takes and Deep Dives. He's going to be breaking down the weekend news with me on Monday. And also coming up this month, I've got Moni from Mixing with Moni. I've got Lean Castillo back from, um, he used to host It's Bravo Bitch, but that is no longer around. And he's now hosting a new podcast called Everything is Terrible. And I can't wait to have him back on to break down everything Bravo. And then I am doing some fun stuff with Chelsea from the Oh No Bravo account on Instagram. So stay tuned. It's going to be fun. I've also got Queen of Versailles, Jackie Siegel coming up on the show next week. I've got Leanne Locken from Real Housewives of Dallas coming up on the show. So get ready. It's going to be a good month. It's going to be a good August here on Hashtag New Fields with Zach Peter. All right, let's break down this week's biggest headlines, starting with the Real Housewives of New York reunion. So according to Andy, it's very explosive. According to Luan, it is the best reunion yet. Mm, I feel like they say that every reunion, so I don't know if I'm really confident in that. I believe that it probably is explosive, but I don't know if I agree that it's going to be the best reunion, darling. I don't. The season hasn't been great, so I'm hoping maybe the reunion can save it. We shall see. But apparently, they all met up in in Long Island. They all were sitting six feet apart. It had a very, very, very little skeleton crew. Apparently, they were all wearing masks. Ramona had a fun little, like, plastic clear mask thingy. And then on her Instagram story, she called them out. She called out Luann and Sonia for being late. They were an hour late, which sounds pretty standard for a housewife, but I, you know... If I'm Ramona and I'm there early, then I get it. Sonia looks great with her new face. Leah was doing her Palo Santo on her Instagram story. She was doing her thing. I didn't see anything of Tinsley. I didn't see anything about Tinsley. I didn't see anything from Tinsley. So I don't know how much heat Tinsdale is going to bring to the reunion, but apparently she's been in New York for a minute because she had to stay there for two weeks prior to the taping of the Real Housewives of New York reunion and she's been there and she did it and I don't know if it's going to be good but I'm hoping that they tie up her storyline she was the only one with like a real storyline and it came to an end and it was tied up with like a nice little bow it felt a little rushed but I also I also understand why it was kind of rushed because there was so much that was filmed after Tinsley that like without her we kind of needed to really get her storyline done so that by the time we reached the mid-season finale we had some we you know we were able to kind of walk her out of the show but I just I don't know she was the only one that I actually really liked this season and I can't believe I'm saying that because I think she's fucking boring but I look forward to the reunion I hope that the Beverly Hills reunion doesn't disappoint I hope that the Real Housewives of New York reunion doesn't disappoint but let's move over to Vanderpump Rules we have a lot going a lot going on in Vanderpump Rules this this week but I actually, before we dive into Vanderpump Rules news, I want to say Stassi and Bo have been posting some like really adorable photos of like Stassi's little pregnant belly bu- baby bump. Her, yeah, belly bump, right? That's right. Yes. Um, and I like following their journey. And I feel like some people are going to get mad at me for saying that. But like, if you can get, if you're going to get mad at like a mom for being pregnant and like having a baby, then like you just don't have much of a soul. 
Speaking of not having much of a soul, Danica Dow, I actually like Danica. I think maybe she has a bit of a soul, but I'm curious to like see where everybody stands on this news. So uh, Danica Dow, who's one of the newest members to join Real, sorry, not Real Housewives. She was one of the newest members to join Vanderpump Rules this most recent season, which was their worst season ever. So she filed a restraining order against her ex-boyfriend, who's also a bartender at Sir. So he works with her at Sir, Brett Willis. Okay, so these two are dating and they're just like, yes, we're going to live together we're going to do boom boom in the bedroom but apparently he and she have had this like major volatile relationship and it just seems really toxic and unhealthy so she's accusing him of breaking into her home she says that he was caught on security camera footage and so she says he came he broke into my home he stole my phone so he can track me and then he was like edward scissorhands and he chopped up all my clothes and he left me threatening notes and i'm just like threatening notes like what what is this like enough with jennifer lopez like what is what are who leaves threatening handwritten notes like who has that like that's like a really demented person if we're like caught up in that time apparently they got into a really like heated fight at a house party recently and she says that he was following her around the house and he was harassing her and he was asked to leave and then he left and then he came back and he was asked to leave again according to him he says that they did get into a fight at the party but it was very aggressive on both sides She's trying to make it seem like he is very abusive and he's um, verbally abusive and talks down to her and does all these weird, creepy things that's really scaring her. And according to him, this is a volatile relationship on both sides. So he's now accused her of choking him while he was trying to just watch 90 Day Fiance. And he didn't want to wash his dishes until 90 Day Fiance was over. And she got mad. And she's like, no, you're going to wash your dishes now, bitch. And he's just like, give me a minute. I'm trying to watch Big Ed put mayonnaise on his hair. And like, I ain't got time for this. I'll wash it when I'm done. And she's like, oh, really? And then she choked him. And she apparently tried choking him twice. And it was so intense that she drew blood because I guess her nails like scratched him which means like she really choked him pretty hard which means there probably should be some photos of this if that was true now I don't know if that's true or not he seems to be like we're both we're both toxic and she seems to be like you're the only one that's toxic and I need protection and safety from you and if I want to believe her then I want i kind of think that he would be crazy enough to actually say that this is like a two-way street. But part of me thinks that like maybe she is also contributing to this toxic relationship. I don't like the way that he's kind of normalizing their fighting and being just like, you know, hey, this is just our relationship. And like, you know, she's crazy. I'm crazy. And, you know, we have crazy sex where she's kind of just like, I need you to get away from me. She definitely seems like she's afraid of him there. Again, this is more of just like a he said, she said situation. And until more details come out and until we actually have like the receipts coming out, then we don't really know who's telling the truth. But I'm going to say after reading everything that they've filed, I actually think that she might be telling the truth. I think she may have a bit of a crazy side, but I don't think that she's actually choking him and drawing blood or going crazy over him trying to watch an episode of 90 Day Fiance. I mean, probably she's just like, why don't you wash your dishes? And he's just like, I'm watching Big Ed. And she's just like, can't you just wash your fucking dishes? You never wash your dishes. And she probably just was like, fed up with him that night and he was just like well you know what screw you you're crazy you're crazy bitch and then that just probably made her even more crazy and I believe that they probably fight maybe I don't think that it gets physical 
But I guess we we don't know and we won't know until more more evidence and receipts actually come out. Oh, now, while we're on the topic of Vanderpump Rules and on the topic of Danica Dow, we have to talk about Lisa Vandertrump. Sorry, Lisa Vanderpump. She is getting sued right now over um, there is a former employee that worked with her for a very, very short amount of time. And that former employee is down like, yo, Lisa and Ken, you didn't pay me. And Lisa and Ken are like, what are you talking about? Yes, we did pay you. And she's like, no, you didn't. You did not pay me for my overtime. You doctored your documents to make it look like we didn't work as many hours as we actually did. And you're lying. And this girl didn't even work there for that long. She worked there for like a few months. But anyway, if you'll recall, there was a another former employee that tried to sue Lisa and Ken back in, I believe it was January, over the same claims, like they're not paying anybody. Or they're not, not that they're not paying their employees, but they don't pay them for overtime. They don't pay them for all the hours that they put in and that they really work them to the bone. And that they don't give them the proper breaks and Basically, that they're taking advantage of them and they're violating all these labor laws. Now, at this point, I feel like we're just trying to kick a horse while we're down. And and, and I just, I don't know. I kind of feel, is it bad that I feel bad for them? Enough! That's how I feel about it. I feel like enough, enough, enough. She already had a bad season of, of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I thought, I think that she thought that she was going to go off and like have this amazing life after Housewives. And it's just all circling the drain. And not that it's not warranted, but I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, she's down. Let me really go in for it. But it's like, really, like you're going to sue her. You worked there for a couple of months. You're going to be like, I did a couple of overtime hours and I'm going to sue you over that. It just feels a little like, you know, now is a really good time to gang up on her and, you know, because some one employee's already come out making these accusations, it, it, uh, it uh, creates a foundation for more people to come out. And I just, I don't, I don't know if I actually believe Lisa and Ken are being terrible to their employees. I feel like people are really capitalizing off of the heat that Lisa and Ken are, are getting right now. And I feel like it's it's a little unfair. And I can't believe that I'm saying that because I don't like Lisa Vanderpump. She's not like a favorite of mine. I thought she was kind of funny on the show, but I didn't really love her. I'm not an LVP stan or anything. Um, but apparently we do have some stans. We have Raquel who's coming out and she's like, this is so ridiculous. Since working as a waitress at Sir for two years, I have haven't taken a I always taken a break and I've always uh, every time that I've wanted one and I've always gotten paid fairly and that's never been an issue and Lala is a bitch and then DJ James Kennedy came out and he's just like you know I've been at surf for years now and it's always been legit and fair and Lisa loves me and then he starts crying and look I know I'm terrible at impressions I'm not trying to be good at impressions I'm just trying to make this a little more engaging as I deliver the news okay don't drag me but I feel like, and even Danica Dow came out and she's like, this isn't true. You know, every, I've never heard of anybody not getting paid. And I feel like, first of all, Raquel, James, and Danica are the three that, or I guess not Danica, but Raquel and, and, and James, I feel like are always eating Lisa's asshole, number one. And number two, I feel like they're, these three are definitely trying to secure themselves a J-O-B on Vanderpump Rules, should it ever come back, or at least secure themselves a J-O-B, you know, should they need a job after Vanderpump Rules gets officially canceled. I don't know if I believe the claims. I don't think, I think poor Lisa Vanderpump has gone through way too many lawsuits and like give this woman a break at this point. Like I think she's definitely going to need a cold, hard um, like break from like 
the public. She's going to like go and do some, do some sound bath meditations, do some inner work, clear her chakras and like make sure her karmic energy is cleansed because right now it's looking real bad. On the note of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, though, we have Lisa Rinna, who's now clapping back at Garcelle because of what Garcelle said on the show this week, where she said that she made a comment about Lisa Rinna's dancing, her like naked dancing on Instagram and always showing off her body. And she's just like, you know, if I if I had a daughter with eating problems and body image issues, like I wouldn't be putting my body all the way out there on Instagram so much. And so Lisa Renna's like, oh, well, that was a low blow. And I'm, you know, I think that's mommy shaming. Well, she didn't actually say these things, but she screenshotted tweets. That she then shared to her Instagram story that accused it of low blows and mommy shaming. And she says she disagrees. But I actually... I don't know if it was mom shaming. I don't think Garcelle was trying to mom shame her. I think anytime you judge another mother's parenting skills, it is a little mom shamey. But I think that Garcelle made a very fair and valid point about saying that, like, you know, one of the biggest things that we look at, and I'm somebody that struggled with bulimia for 10 years, that I you know, understand how social media and the images that we see play a role in contributing to these, you know, negative self-image, um, body image reflection that we see of ourselves. And so I think that Garcelle does make a fair point. I thought it was a bit of a low blow. And one user said that it wasn't uh, necessarily a dig at Lisa Rinna, but it was more of a dig at Amelia Gray. And I, I don't... <sighs> I think it was a cheap shot. I think it was a valid shot, but I think it was a cheap shot. I think it was one of those things where it's like, yes, you have a point, but did you need to say it? Kind of like with Brandy and Denise. I think Denise is lying, but it was. it's like, yes, Brandy, you're telling the truth. Yes, you have a valid point, but was it necessary? I think it was good TV. I'm personally enjoying it, but I also think that it it, it was, it's, again, a cheap shot. I think it was a cheap shot. I think Rinna should be... Like, the argument could also be made that she's, like, it's body appreciation and she's owning her body. It's a little dicey because Lisa Rinna is very slim and she does have a very tight-toned body and she is very, you know, she's very skinny. That it does seem like, I don't know, I just think, I don't know, I think they're both right. I think I think it was a low blow, but I think Garcelle has a good point. That's. And that's where I stand. Tamara Judge went on Jeff Lewis's radio show on Radio Andy and said that she feels betrayed by Shannon Bator. She says that they haven't talked since February. She says that she was always there for Shannon and that, you know, after she got the boot from Real Housewives of Orange County, that she just needed a friend. She was going through a lot. You know, her boys weren't taking the cancer news very well and she was moving into a new house and, you know, she was leaving this job that she'd been with for 12 years and she was just so heartbroken by Shannon. And then Jeff's like, well, it was props because she was like filming the new season, girl, like chill. And then Tamara's like, nah, uh, it was not because she was filming the new season because they weren't even filming the new season. Because guess what, Jeff Lewis, there's a pandemic. And Jeff Lewis tried to like defend Shannon because obviously Jeff Lewis is, Lewis is friends with Shannon, but Tamara's like, mm, nope, I want to be mad. I need the attention. So you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to create this issue with Shannon Bedore. And I think the reality is, I don't know if she necessarily feels like Shannon Bedore wasn't there for her, but I think she was upset that Shannon Bedore didn't leave Real Housewives of OC with her. I think she was upset that she chose to film, but it's like, look, if you had the opportunity to film at a full-time capacity, Tamara, you were going to take that paycheck. You were going to take that J-O-B. 
you can't be mad at Shannon for trying to put food on her table and for trying to stay, you know, in the public eye. You're all addicted to it. What can I say? When you're hot, you're hot. So I don't think that there, I think the betrayal comes more from not Shannon being a good friend, but more from Shannon actually deciding to stay with Real Housewives of OC. Okay, I have a theory. And it's it's a hot take, but I want to know what you think because I posted about it and some surprisingly a lot of people agreed with me and there was a small minority of people that were kind of upset that I said this. But I have a theory about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and the photos that we saw from Wyoming, okay? I think that these photos may have been, I don't want to say staged. Staged is not the right word, but I think there was, my theory is that somebody on the Kardashian-Jenner team allowed these photos to get out there or helped these photos get out there. Because if you think about it, the public perception to the Kardashians is like, it's key. It's one of the reasons they still have the reality show. I mean, the reality show is around for two key reasons. One, not because they need the money or not because I think they even need the attention necessarily, but one, because they are clearly trying to shell out their businesses and their products. And this is basically a free commercial for them that they can have weekly without having to necessarily buy the commercial. Like they just, you know, it's it's framed as a reality show, but that's what this reality show has been for many, many years now. It's basically them shelling their products and businesses. So key is the, the sales and two is public perception. You know, the reality show is the way they get to control the narrative based off of the stories that leak into the press. They then, you know, film their reactions, film their take on it, have each other's backs. And then ultimately, you know, that's what gets packaged to the public. And then that's what we think of the Kardashians because we watch it on their show. We've seen them do this with a number of different scandals. We, you know, see them, quote unquote, being human, even though there is a bit of curation in the reality show. Um and at this point, I think they've been on the show for so many years that they kind of know how to make sure they influence that public perception in a way that is more favorable or even not necessarily favorable, but that shows them sympathy. And I think like one of the best examples is Kim when she was getting divorced from Chris Humphreys. I mean, there have been plenty of examples, but this is just the most recent one that comes to mind where you see her on camera and she's crying and you see her, you know, talking to Courtney about how she feels bad. And then you see her talking to Chris and they're in the car and there are some. Um, um, I remember at the time there were some like rumors that they were doing reshoots and they reshot some of those scenes to make it look like um, it happened before she actually filed, but that they possibly could have filmed the scenes after the filing and they were doing it to again lay the groundwork for why so that we can kind of see the storyline of why Kim ultimately ended up deciding to file for divorce from Chris Humphreys. And I feel like this is a little similar. And I think that people were dragging Kim so strong when Connie did his rally. And then when, you know, we saw him starting to go a little crazy. And I feel like people were blaming her and they're like, you're not doing enough to help him. You need to be there for him. You need to keep him in check. And so she was getting really dragged and making it look like she wasn't doing enough or didn't care enough about Kanye. And I think that this was kind of their way of flipping the narrative and showing that Kim is putting in the work and that Kim is trying and should she be filing for divorce, maybe not soon, but in the 
not too far future, this would lay down some of the tracks to show that storyline. Similar to like what Teresa did on Real Housewives of New Jersey this most recent season, which I was talking about where she laid down, there were certain little key nuggets that she would drop during certain scenes with all of the girls that made Joe look kind of bad. And you would see her drop them here and there throughout the season before she ultimately ended up filing for divorce. And I think that was her way of laying down the tracks, of putting down the foundation so that when she actually did file and make it public, I think she was thinking about filing the entire season. But once it became public, you could watch it. You could watch everything that she said on the show in the past season and be like, okay, now I understand how she came to that conclusion, even though she probably already came to that conclusion much sooner. I think that there's a good chance Kim Kardashian is already in the place where she wants to file for divorce. And now they're just trying to lay down the groundwork because it's like, come on, how is there only one photographer? How are there only three good photos? Unless, you know, there were multiple photographers and these were just the photos that I think, you know, the Kardashian-Jenner clan maybe approved. Um, or they let a certain photographer, which we know they have great relationships with the photographer. I think they let the photographer know where Kim and Kanye were going to be. Now, I'm not trying to say that this convo wasn't real and that the tears weren't real and that the emotion wasn't real or that it was necessarily a candid moment. I think it actually was very, I think the moment itself was very real and we see Kim with that raw emotion. But I think the whole caught in the action was set up. I don't know if Kim was necessarily in on it or or it was just their team that was in on it. But I think there was some sort of orchestration with it. Because if you look at it, it's like, how did this photographer happen to find them when no other photographers seemed to really catch them? How did... Um how were they out in a, a car, a really a really basic car that didn't have any tinted windows? Why would they be having this conversation out in public at a when or yeah, I think it was a Wendy's. I, I think at first I said a Chick-fil-A, but somebody corrected me and said that it was a Wendy's. But like it just seemed like these things didn't quite go together. No tinted windows out in public, having such a private conversation, especially when you know the world's eyes are on you. It just felt a little semi-orchestrated. I don't think the conversation itself or the tears were fake. But again, I think the whole caught in the action. Somebody let the phot- that specific photographer know what was going on and where they were going to be in that moment. And, you know, I just, I, I think that there may be been a little more orchestration. And I think it was probably to help Kim set the groundwork in case she would be defiled, in case she were to be filing for divorce in the near future. That's my opinion. Those are my thoughts. That's how I feel about it. Let me know what you think. And while we're on the note of letting me know what you think. Um, I did a fun little poll on our show account at No Filter with Zach. We did a poll of New York and Beverly Hills, and I asked you guys some uh, some of the biggest questions that we had from the show, and I want to relay some of your answers. Okay, so it is poll time. Okay, so the first the first question that I asked, the first poll that we took was, do you guys think Denise is lying? And overwhelmingly, 81% of you, and there were a lot, They were this was probably one of our highest rated polls. Um, 81% of you guys think Denise is lying. And I have to agree. I think Denise is absolutely lying. And I think she's probably doing it to preserve. Her. I think it was initially because she didn't want to get caught. And then she got caught. And now it's like, girl, your hands are dirty. Your hands were in Brandy's cookie jar. You were feeling all of her cookies. And now it's just time to own it. But as we know, she doesn't end up owning it. She only continues to deny it. And apparently it's only going to get worse for her. 
Next one. Should Rinna have given Denise a heads up before dinner? 64% of you said Rinna should definitely 100% have given her a heads up. And the other 36% said that it was not her job to give her a heads up. Now, I'm a little divided on this one. I think that as a friend, yes, you should have given Denise Richards a heads up that like, hey, this is going to be coming out. It's going to be on the show. I want you to know that like, just be prepared for this. However, I think that if Rena did give her a little bit of preparation, Denise wouldn't have been caught. She would have come with, you know, a, a lie to counteract it and would have been more prepared where on the show, I think it looks better that she, I mean, and that's terrible of me to say that it looks, it was just a better reaction for us to come out on camera. You have to, got to save it for the camera. Um, so I think as a friend, yes, she 100% should have given her a heads up. But at the same time, we're not just friends. We're on a television show. We're trying to get that paycheck. We know that our paycheck is dependent on ratings. And like, look, we got to save the reactions for the camera. And it was a juicy reaction. Next one, Dorit and Kyle had a big little little tiff this week. Um, and most of you said that you're actually, 55% said you're team Dorit and not team Kyle. And I think I have to agree. I think I'm definitely team Dorit. I have already loved Dorit, but I'm liking her more and more this season. Not at the beginning of the season, but definitely now. Who do you think Lisa, who do you think Denise was hinting slept with Brandy? Was it Lisa Rinna? Was it Kyle? Was it Erica Jane? Um, you guys said that it was probably not Erica Jane and it was most likely Lisa Rinna. And I think Lisa Rinna and Kyle both notably didn't like Brandy for a long time. So it's highly unlikely that it was either of them. And this was just another one of Denise's lies to, um, lies in an attempt to save face. Also, I just kicked off this morning some from the Real Housewives of New York at last night's episode at the No Filter with Zach account on Instagram. These are still getting heated. It's only been up for about an hour, but so far... Based off of the results thus far in the past hour, um, I asked, does Dorinda need AA? 56% of you said yes, she definitely does. 40% said nah. I said, who's the real villain of Real Housewives of New York this season? You guys have, I said, was it Ramona or Dorinda? 78% of you said so far at the time of this recording, 78% said it was Ramona. I agree. Dorinda just looks bad, but I think Ramona is the real villain this season. I said, was Luann judgmental towards Dorinda? Was she judging her or was she just relaying the message? 67% of you said she was just relaying the message, but surprisingly, wow, 33% she was, said she was being a little judgy. I don't think she was being judgy. I think Luann is just normally judgy by nature, so it comes off that way, but I don't think she was being judgy. I asked if you think it's time that Sonia goes to AA or was it just the diuretics? You guys said 100% it is time for Sonia to go to AA. Last one, or actually, sorry, no. Second to the last one, 200th episode of Real House of New York. Was it good or was it meh? 63% of you guys said it was good. The rest said meh. I'm on the meh side. I think it was, it was a good episode, but I didn't think it was like a great juicy 200th episode like valid to see. And then last poll for Real Housewives of New York was the final verdict. I asked, did Luann fuck the pirate? And 71% of you said, yes, Luann definitely fucked the pirate. And the pirate was actually on Watch What Happens Live last night, which also super juicy, or not juicy, but just kind of fun and nostalgic. You can vote right now. You have less than 24 hours. You have 23 hours at the time of this recording. You have until, I guess, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Saturday. So go and vote right now. I'll release those poll results and get ready. Jess Rothschild is going to be on hashtag no filter with Zach Peter this Monday. So get ready for it. 
definitely check out my pals at Drink Simple. It is a delicious maple water. You can go to drink, drinksimple.com to find out what stores carry them or you can order them online. My spiked raspberry sage lemonade is delicious and I highly suggest you make it. So go to justplainzac.com to get that recipe. Also, if you want something to laugh at during this quarantine, during this lockdown, you can definitely go get my book, A Shot of Hope. Again, it's free on Amazon Kindle right now. It is from 2014, so it is six years old. But I think there are a lot of good nuggets. I was go, I was flipping through the pages, and I think there are a lot of good nuggets that you can find very helpful and applicable right now. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet and youtube.com slash Just Plain Zach. Don't forget to follow our show account at No Filter with Zach. Participate in our polls. Let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. And get ready. We have a lot of good inter- unfiltered interviews and pop culture breakdowns to come. So get ready for it. I will talk to you guys on Monday. And please continue to send me more tea. And leave me a five-star review, please. I want that review. I need that validation. Please go and leave me a review because it would mean the world to me. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Bye.